Star Wars 7x7 episode 879. Today it's a Star Wars Rebels briefing. I'm looking at the Wincathu job. It is season 3, episode 9 of the Star Wars Rebels TV series. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Anthony Bresnikan, covering the Star Wars galaxy for Entertainment Weekly, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and I just read a bit of a conspiracy theory about this episode, which kind of struck me as unusual and interesting. It's the idea that this episode presents a challenge for the Rebels that may have been set up by Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now Thrawn, of course, does not appear and is not referenced anywhere in the episode, however, it deals with an Imperial cargo freighter that has been left behind because it is in a deteriorating orbit above the planet of Wincathu. And the suggestion was made that this could have been set up by Grand Admiral Thrawn to test the capabilities and the level of desperation of the rebels in acquiring materials. And I'll tell you right now, if that turns out to be the case, then I will be even more impressed with Filoni and company than I already am. And in fact, this particular episode is written by none other than Gary Whitta, who, of course, did the first pass on Rogue One. Now, I also have to say that ordinarily, when I'm watching the episode, I'm taking copious notes. Yeah, I probably don't have to do that necessarily because, of course, the Wikipedia entry has already been completely filled out by the time that I get to watch the episode. So I could just refer back to anything in there. But I kind of like to take notes because I like to flag the things I want to cover when I'm talking with you about it. However, this time I actually had to do the episode twice because I actually got sucked in the first time I was watching it and did not take notes as I usually do. The gist of the episode is this. The pirate Hondo Anaka is back in the lives of the Lothal cell of rebels and has another job for them. It is this imperial cargo freighter which has a load of treasure on it according to the manifest that has been obtained by Asmorrigan, the crime lord from whom Lando Calrissian tried to get that puffer pig for mining purposes on Lothal and tried to sell Hera into slavery in order to make it happen. Anyway, as Morgan has the manifest, and the manifest includes things that are considered treasure by Hondo and as Morgan, though they're not elaborating as to what that is. However, there are also proton bombs on the ship as well. So that's the deal, basically. It's the information related to the cargo freighter, and hey, you wanted the proton bombs, right, you rebels? And so you're going to help us get the treasure, and you can have the proton bombs while you're at it. Of course, Hondo's not telling the whole story, which is that he's already tried to salvage the cargo on the ship and failed and left some of his team behind. As far as we know, Melch the Ugnaught is the only survivor, and there is definitely a good series of comedic situations featuring Melch as part of this episode. Of course, Hera and company probably should have figured out that Hondo had some information up his sleeve that he wasn't sharing that would turn out to be very relevant and important for them to know heading into the mission, but Hondo kind of sums things up right here, as Sabine and Kanan and Hera all grill him about the situation. So what do you need us for? Why not use your own crew? No, oh, trust me, that is a long, boring story. No, 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 my friends. You are the guys for this job. If the Empire couldn't salvage the ship, what hope do we have? Aha! Uh -huh. 
Because we have something in our favor that the Empire does not. For we are desperate. Uh, for once he's right. The Empire would abandon this ship without a second thought. But we can't afford to pass up an opportunity like this. Well said. Then we have a deal? I think we have a deal. We, we have a deal. Yeah, and from the moment he says, oh, trust me, that is a long, boring story. I think that's already the red flag right there, naturally. And I have a feeling the next time they pull a job with Hondo, they're probably going to be asking that question a little sooner than they did in the actual episode. All right, so there was something on the Rebels Recon episode attached to this show that made me think that the Rebels hadn't gotten away with the loot. I actually watched the Rebels Recon thing first before I saw the episode itself. It turns out that they did actually get a whole load of proton bombs, which is awesome, and it's Hondo and Es Morgan who end up coming up on the short side this time around. Mirth, uh, not Mirth, Melch, listen to me. Melch, the Ugnaught, I guess, was pretty sure that Hondo was going to abandon him a second time and so stuffed himself into one of the boxes that's supposed to contain treasure and it turns out it contains Melch instead. So that is Hondo and Asmorgan's reward for leading the rebels to this particular find. And you can see the wheels turning in Ezra's head. They kind of set it up for that, basically, with a comment early in the episode. And you can see Ezra starting to realize that there's only a certain level at which you can trust Hondo, and then it could actually be dangerous for you. In the Rebels Recon episode, a note is made about how Ezra as a character likes to think of the best in people and presume the best out of people, and clearly he's done that with Hondo over the years, but maybe, just maybe, that outlook is starting to sour a bit. But his appearance does lend itself to comedic situations, and it wasn't always like that. When he started out on the Clone Wars, when he kidnapped Obi-Wan and Anakin and Count Dooku, it wasn't really straight-up comedic. I mean, there were comedic moments, but I think over time the writing team has realized that Hondo has a lot of comedic value to the series. And as I've mentioned in the podcast before, and probably most recently during the discussion of Hunt for Zero, which was just a couple of days ago from Season 3, Episode 9, oddly enough, of The Clone Wars, Star Wars does really excel when you have people on the same side bickering with each other about the best ways to go about the job. And there's a lot of bickering that happens in the episode. Of course, Honda and As Morrigan are very often the source of it, but there's also some stuff between Ezra and Zeb because Hera gives Zeb the leadership role in this particular mission, and Ezra does not take too kindly to that. There's also Chopper's every man for himself ditching of the cargo freighter, which annoys Ezra to no end, and Zeb yells out that he hopes Chopper runs out of fuel before he is able to make it back to the ghost. What do you mean every man for themselves? You're a droid! Oh, you run out of fuel! Yeah, it's funnier when you hear them do it, right? So yeah, everything you could want from an episode really. Thrills, spills, comedy, action, sight gags even. There's a great sight gag with a blast door that Ezra cuts open instead of just waiting patiently to have it open. And of course, when they need the blast door closed to protect themselves from the advance of some Imperial security droids, the hole in the door becomes a very big problem. 
And as a side note, these Imperial Sentry droids were originally going to be probe droids, but then they thought, ah, let's do something different with them. And so they are loosely based on the troopers that you see in the Dark Forces video game from way back when. So that's kind of neat to see that design incorporated into the new canon, I would say. And that right there is going to do it for our Rebels briefing on the Wincathu job. This is episode 9. Depending on your reckoning, again, we do this every time we do a Rebels briefing. If you don't count Steps into Shadow at all, you would count this as episode 7. If you count Steps into Shadow as one episode entirely, then you would view this as episode 8. However, we count it as two episodes, Steps into Shadow, since they're labeled parts 1 and 2. And so that makes this episode 9 of season 3. And the end of this podcast with the exception of your trivia question after the break, so stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. I've got your trivia question here for you. May the Force be with us. And also with you. Last time I asked you, what words are in all caps in the opening crawl of The Force Awakens? And they are First Order, Republic, and Resistance. And no, I was not counting the title of the movie, The Force Awakens, but if you want to throw that in there too, you can. Today's question, what title does Leia no longer use? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge a blockade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not astromech cannon fodder, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.